0: Hello everyone, on this week's episode of the Black Mirror podcast, we discuss the Oculus Quest 2 and progress in virtual reality gaming. Beyond virtual reality gaming is the promise of augmented reality. We've seen Google, and soon Facebook, produce glasses that put smartphone functions in the display of our visual field. Are these baby steps towards augmented reality glasses, and eventually neurosurgical chipset implantations. We discuss potential for augmented reality technologies to make our lives better and to make them worse, as our environmental interactions will change forever. You're listening to the Black Mirror Podcast. I'm Sam, and I'm joined by Ashley and Alex. Here we talk about technology and the news. We look beyond the issues of today and ask philosophically about our future.
1: Have you guys uh, heard about the new Oculus Rift. Quest Two? Rift or Quest? No, it's Oculus Quest, Quest Two. Quest Two. It's um, it's a pretty nifty device, a virtual reality headset. Um, portable, doesn't have the cables like no the lights. Oculus Rift did. Yep. The um, Oculus is now a Facebook product.
2: Well, you need a Facebook login in order to use the new Oculus yeah. uh, Quest Two. Which has got people up in arms which is controversial um controversial for a number of reasons, one of which being privacy, especially given what Facebook went through a few years with their uh, privacy leaks and privacy concerns and uh, upsell of data to to third parties. I think that's what's got a lot of people talking about it,
1: certainly why well, absolutely and and I think they've got good reason to it's i think it's it's abysmal that uh that you have to log in with your Facebook account, and and then you are subject to all of the issues that Facebook has at the moment, and they're really in the limelight right now with privacy issues, but marketing, um, and 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 having your Facebook attached to this VR experience and what they can go on to uh, exploit there, um, for their own purposes, I think it's there's a line being crossed here for sure. Um, I have the original Oculus and I believe I don't have to use my Facebook at the moment but I believe I think they had a date like 2023 uh where I have to then move on and use my Facebook to log into my virtual reality headset which I bought without um ever agreeing to that sort of terms um mind you that that particular Oculus will be 5 years old by then and
2: and, quiet, and still
1: kicking <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't I don't I
1: mean it won't be wireless but it will be uh
0: I don't know what the big fuss about about this is. Are, are people really outraged that you have to sign in? To use I'm outraged, yeah. Of course. Yeah, what, what are you outraged about? Um,
1: on well, wow, there's a, there's a couple of things there. I I I'm of issue. Look, when it comes to Facebook advertising, I get it. Facebook is not a product that they sell; it's something we use for free, and for that we subjected to uh, advertisement advertisements, model. right? It's like free-to-air TV. You're yeah. going to watch some commercials. Um, I don't mind that Google does it with their Google ads. But when I buy a piece of hardware for good cash, I don't expect to then uh, also be taken advantage of by having my real estate filled up with their, um, with their marketing. And um,
0: I that don't is, want my virtual
1: is- reality uh, experience... Uh, ruined or distracted by Facebook ads that pop up. But I think up. that's an
2: assumption that this is ultimately leading to ads being put up into our visual field. I mean, right now, all it is is just a, a login that they say is to help integrate an ecosystem. Mm-hmm. You're already part of Facebook. You're going to, you know, if all of your friends get this Oculus, uh, you're going to be able to have a virtual experience with them from across, across the globe. So I think we're assuming at the moment that it's going to be a doomsday scenario where Facebook is going to start flashing up subtle, subtle messages into our visual field to advertise a product, um, much like I guess what the Samsung television debacle has been about in the last three weeks.
1: Well, that is a good, uh, you know, that that's a good example of where big companies are headed. Hardware companies. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, your your web web engines and uh, web companies uh, and social media apps. I'm talking hardware. Samsung are now uh, advertising on my TV that I purchased a couple of years ago. Beautiful TV, by the way. Um, I enjoy that TV. But in the interface, in the menu system now, I get commercials which have come up and popped out of nowhere with uh, automatic firmware updates. Um, The business model is changing for
0: these hardware companies. We'll talk about Samsung TVs in a moment. Let's go back to Facebook is this just an opportunity for Facebook to promote personalized ads, or Facebook, do they see an opportunity, as you you alluded to, you, you did touch on this just earlier, Alex, the benefit of have being part of Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, ecosystem? Now, one of the one of the aspects of virtual reality gaming that really hasn't been explored or hasn't really come to the f- front are the potentials to integrate with social media and having your friends online with you personalized interactions with other gamers surely that's the future and Facebook sees that now Facebook has a head start over the competition in that they have your Facebook account and they know who who you're close, who your relatives are, who you might want to play games with. And the integration with that system would be very natural and I think it would be a positive experience for the user. This scenario that Facebook is is going to be using your private information and throw out these manipulative ads on you know your VR, if that happens... That's
1: not happening on your Facebook right now?
0: Well, hold on. If it happened, what would stop you from buying the alternate product, alternative product that does not do that? Well, there's a monopoly there. Is there? Yeah. Not a, they don't have a monopoly on VR gaming. But It can be a dual monopoly. Why would it have a monopoly? Because there's a positive to being part of that ecosystem, and that's what yeah, you see. Yeah, and they'll
1: get you with that. Yep. You know, they, they, There's always an upside that they'll argue Yep. But at the end of the day, you are entering a, an ecosystem of theirs that uh, involves uh, marketing and data retention. And you can't opt out of that.
0: Well, you can
2: You could, by choosing choose, an alternate product. And I think, the But the alternate
1: product might also, yep. as has happened with the Samsung debacle, you can't get another TV at the moment, from what I've heard, that hasn't already picked up on this uh, business model that Samsung has implemented. So... You know the rest of them, LG, uh, all of those, according uh, as far as I know, uh, are all have all implemented it, and if they're all in cahoots with each other,
0: they're well, not what option I They're not in cahoots, and if it was a big deal to the consumer, eventually no one someone, will watch your
1: TV. Is it? That-
0: no, someone will offer a product that will be more expensive, that won't won't use personalized commercials to generate revenue for that company. And Apple does it very well. Apple, we talked last week about how Apple is is doing it so wrong by the developers by charging 30% cut. Well, they do that as part of running an ecosystem that doesn't rely on personalized ads or the usage of your data. And it's why all Apple products, all Apple uh, software would be more expensive than the alternative. Well, I mean, that's
1: a good point. I mean, uh, when we discussed the Apple uh, Epic situation last week, I mean, one of the advantages to the consumer is that we're, we're not dealing with a business model that makes its money through ads, right? They're taking their cut from uh, Epic, which I'm totally for now, <laughs> given the conversation we're having right now. <laughs> but um, I I think... The issue for me is that companies seem to be evolving into a new um, entity where they don't even want your money anymore. They've they've come to the realization that your data and uh, your uh, you know ad real estate is more important to them. And uh, you know, right now with all the discussions that we're having about these big companies with privacy, I think we're just. You know, the technology is much further ahead than legislation. Um, and I'm not a fan of this. I'm not a fan of uh, this virtual reality headset, which is now even more augmented into your uh, senses, into your visual uh, feed, um, having uh, that sort of control over you and what you see and what you don't. And can I, can I don't I see the it? options out of that.
0: You had your best Christmas ever playing the Oculus Quest, but you haven't gone back, have you?
1: That's right. I have not touched it, Your Honor.
0: So they certainly haven't got a Monopoly in your attention, have they?
1: No, but no. If, I, if I enjoyed the product.
2: Yeah. And to add to that, I think the Monopoly argument, I mean, right now we are dealing with a piece of hardware that's very, very good. Mm. And it is ahead of, you would argue, some of the other ones that are there as an option. Now, if you fast forward in the next five years, I feel some of these smart glasses that are coming out, Mm -hmm. things like the failed Google Glass we mentioned there, there's now a new Facebook type So the augmented reality. The augmented reality is going to blur together with the virtual reality that we're talking about. And a
1: lot of these arguments have to be made for both.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you
1: guys, you're right. Look, the virtual reality headset it, my argument about virtual reality uh, and and the whole Facebook ordeal is not so much uh, a worry about uh, that within the context of virtual reality. Virtual reality is an entertaining uh, product. And with that, maybe it's okay to have some commercials. It's like TV, right? But where does that take us into the future? And you, you, you're talking about augmented reality, which I think is where the widespread usage of... Uh, you know these sort of uh, devices uh, will be. That's that's where it's headed, where it actually becomes a utility for people. Glasses that they wear. Um, now, augmented reality. Let's be clear. It's different to virtual reality. It's 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 something that's kind of like a overlay of of your visual feed, so you can see what you're seeing it enhances the vision and enhances it, it there's a holographic element to it. it rather than a, 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 a you know something that goes over your eyes and you only see what's inside uh, you know inside the matrix mm-hmm. uh, sort of thing so that's probably where we're going with it now uh, and that's where i think it starts to get a bit um a bit more controversial i mean we get to a point where augmented reality is, you know you need it you need it like your phone um and you've got ads popping up into your eyes uh where are we with that what, what's going on i think augmented reality right now in its infancy from you remember the google glasses right back in 2013 i think it was yeah. it wasn't a, it was a bit of a failure um for whatever reason, it was it was a hideous pair of glasses. It was hideous, it was expensive. Expensive. There was a lot of privacy
2: issues, very similar to the issues I guess we're talking about now. Well recording.
1: They had recording, it had a camera.
2: That's right. Yeah. It um, wasn't so much an an advertisement issue back then. It was more that, you know, there was a fear that you would be recording everything that you come into right. contact with visually. And what is that information? What's going to happen to that information? Where is it going to be sold? Who owns it?
1: Yes. All of those things and and that was what seven years ago, and the private I think it was a bit early for it, you know it just the idea of recording things was was seven years ago was just a foreign concept I mean, do you think that that would now be a lot more of an issue recording I mean, everyone's got a phone now, everyone's recording everything anyone says.
2: I think as a society we've moved closer or we've been conditioned. To accept these things more than yeah. we might have been seven years ago, because now people do have smartphones that are unlike what they were. We've got uh, you know Apple Watches, we've got all of these devices that have have truly conditioned us to you know being okay with our information
1: going out it into the chipped away, at chipped the, away uh, to the digital sphere. Yeah. Um. And so you've got the Google glasses. It didn't work out. And also the other issue was I think they weren't really adver- they weren't really marketing that for general consumption at that point. It was more of a prototype sort of product. More of a like a more about sort of a a business uh, sort of enterprise sort of um, exercise where you know an option for surgeons to live stream the surgery for educational purposes. So just uh, specific to certain industries, but uh, we know the Facebook glasses is coming out next year. And not only
2: that, but they've they've teamed up with Ray Ban. Uh, Ooh, so we got a bit of, uh, so they won't be hideous. Oh, they'll be. I've seen. I've seen a couple of them. Actually Do you really... think Facebook? The mm-hmm. first thought they
1: had was, God, Google Glasses had hideous glasses. <laughs> we got, <laughs> find me, find me uh, the Ray-Ban <laughs> Get me the President Rayban. Give <laughs> me, give me on phone. Um, yeah, that's, but they do look good, and it's do a they
2: massive improvement? Yeah, you can't hardly tell. Everyone's the be wearing one. Potentially, yeah, yeah. You I mean, the only cool. the only thing there is the price tag, which they haven't said much about. And if it costs two thousand dollars, then maybe not. But
1: so we already know, given that they're making people log into Facebook for Oculus, you're going to be logging in to wear these glasses. Absolutely, is that oh. a pretty uh, I think pretty good fair. assumption? Yeah. Um, and so we're going to be exposed to all of the things that we have on our Facebook, which is very, uh, you know, echo chamber sort of advertising and 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 connecting with people that uh, you're fond of. And Well, I think um, that's, again, it's an assumption
2: that that's the way we're going. I know that the Facebook model is an advertisement one rather than a, a member one, a membership mm-hmm. one. I think we're making an assumption that, again, the worst case scenario is that that's what's going to happen with VR and in turn that's what's going to happen with the augmented reality of these Facebook mm. glasses. Now, that might not be the case. They might try and do a subscription model much like Apple would. They might try something else. They might try and charge, you know, a $3,000 fee just so you don't have anything in your visual field. And it might make that very clear as a selling point. So we, we don't know. We don't know. Let's
1: let's be clear. I think with augmented reality, the, the basic version of it is what? It's like hologram in, so in front of your eyes. So it's going to be like your notifications pop up, right? It's going to be uh, simple things like uh, Google Maps with little things that pop up and um, you might be able to call an Uber or something like that. Um, it's going to be... Um, it's not truly augmented reality. Like, you know the augmented reality? You know that app that you get with your new iPhones that were really pushing augmented reality? You'd see objects floating around on the screen. Yeah, Is that what you know, we're expecting here with the Facebook glasses? I think we're
2: expecting an audiovisual analytical experience where the glasses will- <laughs> p- you sign me up, man. <laughs> <laughs> the glasses are going to analyze the environment around you. They're going to run it through a certain, certain filter and you're going to get the benefits of whatever that is. If you're at the gym, you might be able to focus on your shoulders and pick out weak areas. If you're studying your stocks on your computer, it might help you analyze some graphs. I think that's where we are. Can I- can Is, that, right is that
1: next year, you think? I don't think it's next year, but I think that's the trajectory that's, that's that we're taking. That's the trajectory, yeah. right? So I would say that you know, right now, um, you could argue that you know it's it's a bit of an Apple Watch sort of scenario where it'll be an accessory, right, to your phone, an accessory, but with that visual visual aspect to it as well. Visual. At some point, if you're not wearing them, Alex, mm-hmm. are you at a disadvantage? I mean, I'd have to know
2: exactly what they do. Yes, but, okay. you are, that's the answer.
0: <laughs> so So firstly, just tracking where we've gone with this conversation. we've made a distinction here between VR gaming, where as a gamer you you are in, completely immersed in a world. Um, there might be a social media aspect to this where you're able to interact with your friends, but it's it's purely gaming it's a purely entertainment. Gaming headset where you really don't have any perception of the environment, the real of the real world. But then, of course, we've now sort of thinking. Perhaps this is as technology progresses. We are now talking about this concept of the holographic overlay, this augmented reality, when you wear perhaps a, a piece of glasses, and so that would be the the early. Um, early stages of development i mean this could if you if you cast your mind into the future this is all heading towards installing chipsets into our brains and actually being one with robots and artificial intelligence and we could we could really go really far into the future and that's where this is headed but sure in the early stages we've got these glasses facebook's released that's fashionable, and maybe it's got a camera, maybe it gives you access to all of the features, the functions of your Apple Watch, your phone, you get a few notifications. It's nice, you've got Google Maps. I don't think I don't think that's that's a short-term step, or that's the first step towards something perhaps more interesting to me. Where the technology goes beyond being an extension of your phone or a phone screen in front of you, overlaid perhaps on, on, on a, a lens of some glasses. I'm thinking where can they take this, guys? They could take this to a level where it, you as a human being have augmentation of your capabilities, whether that be intellectually. Maybe by this being an extension these these features your your friend google is there with every question that needs to be answered and and giving you reminders oh i could imagine so many
1: ways yeah the you know imagine you you're talking to somebody and 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 you quietly bring up uh you know a little page on your left side of your eye uh, just to read up on something that someone's talking to you about like just to so you can get involved in the conversation. Just like right now while we're having this conversation, I looked up, you know, uh something about Facebook uh glasses. I so mean So
2: what's what's stopping you
1: doing that right now on your phone? Uh just the accessibility of it, the bandwidth, maybe as it improves to quickly access things. Um and that's that's the point I'm trying to make. It, it's gonna be incremental, right? It's it, at first you're gonna get notifications that come up on the left side of your eye, and you can easily look at them. And that's all great and uh wonderful. You know, but is it truly necessary? Um, no, but as it as it goes to the next step, the augmented reality. I mean, I doubt they can implement proper augmented reality on a pair of Ray Bans. Maybe if it's connected wirelessly to the processor on your phone that's in your pocket. Um Which I think that that, that was the idea <laughs> that we're working with. <laughs> No, no, it's got to be connected to a piece of of hardware, of hardware. Of you know. Hardware. You can't put it on a little chip. I mean, the augmented uh, reality chipset in your brain is we're we're far off Elon Musk here on the <laughs> with the ideas. I mean, we're we No, taking it back a bit, you know, just the whole idea of augmented reality being um enhancing your vision uh at night um Well, I think you're you're treating it like a bionic eye, almost. That's how I see it. Surely, then we're a
0: long way from that. I think. Are we? How? Why are we a long way? You think night vision? By a long way, I could see it being introduced in the next decade. You think how far we've come in the last decade with smartphones? What do you think is going to happen in the next decade? So, so the initial adoption would be. This is an accessory, a fashionable accessory that's an extension of your phone, your smartwatch. Gradually, you get integration of the sorts of technologies we have with smart home devices, with Google or the Siri or the Alexa devices. They listen in and they give constructive comments and suggestions and it's time your, to go to bed. <laughs> they communicate <laughs> with you. Now. They now. make they they analyze uh, perhaps what you're seeing and provide constructive comments. And ultimately, if you think about this technology progressing, they make you more intelligent, more perceptive, less distractible and Uh, less distractible i could could, only
1: see it being distracting
0: not not if it was well designed if it was well designed it could help you concentrate on the right so in your field of vision it would remove distractions car Uh, incoming you could have a work mode you could have a fun mode all sorts of possibilities and i think it'll give you know what other mode it might have
2: what's that
1: a mode where the mcdonald's just shines a bit brighter when you drive fast
2: <laughs> and that that's what i was going to say i mean to that point right now to stop you right there yeah <laughs> <laughs> right now privacy is already such a big concern i think once you start having Alexa listen in and Siri listen in, you know, everyone's up in arms about it. But you're saying mm. that in 10 years' I mean, you're, a you're living in
1: I believe you're the one living in a cartoon, man. You guys,
0: you guys <laughs> next you're going to tell me the plot to Terminator 2. No, it's <laughs> next, <laughs> you know, no, next thing I'm
1: going to tell you is I'm hungry and we should go to McDonald's. <laughs> I think it's a utopian
2: uh, idea to have a piece of hardware that's going to. To, to fix all of our flaws and enrich
1: our lives and enrich our lives and mean, we'll do that to some extent right but it'll also sterilize us <laughs>
0: <laughs> sterilize us
1: no, i'm just going with that uh, yeah. movie sequence that uh, you mentioned <laughs> um
2: but privacy for me is a is a big concern i think right now we are using a fairly primitive i think in the scheme of things device like, a, right. like a smartphone and already privacy has entered Our sphere and is you know it's it's created a divide
1: amongst people and debates amongst
2: people, very polarizing. We we don't
1: even know that we're so so uh, badly manipulated now, and And I don't want to get political about this, but like the echo chamber and all of this um, goes hand in hand with the advertising. You know, there's the other aspect of it. It's it's you know this networking, social networking that we have. Now that we get plugged in, you know, into our eyeballs, I mean, yeah, I do believe this is 1984 and I do believe that, you know, we're we're not getting far from all being plugged into this, uh, you know, massive corporations uh, sphere. Um, How does that not worry you?
0: Uh, It doesn't worry me because, firstly, you guys are assuming that they're going to suddenly introduce these invasive commercials People won't use it if that was the case. They will. But what if they
1: have no choice?
0: Someone else, another company, will come up, and I'm going to use Apple as an example because they have been quite consistent with their messaging. They'll produce a device that, and they will promote it as a safe device. It'll be more expensive, and if I assume these sorts of functions would have ongoing expenses, uh, you know, to support. These glasses that are, are it, it would be like having an internet service provider. You you are comfortable paying a monthly bill and you would pay a monthly bill for servicing or providing service for your glasses.
1: Well, I mean, you from listening to you, you, you obviously see Apple as one of the better tech companies in terms of its business model. Um, do they advertise at all within this ecosystem?
0: They'll, it's minimal. They'll I, I'm promote. They'll shooter. promote their product. So you, when you open the iOS, it'll give you. It might pop up that here sign up to Apple Music, and they'll they'll have updates where it sort of pops up and. Y- you might be inclined to buy more apple products because of that so just self
1: uh, it's self-promotion internal rather than yeah. yeah. self promotion and look i i think you're not wrong when you when you uh, identify apple and it's quite funny because you know we we're talking about them last week and now we're talking about how great <laughs> it is and i think we've all come to honestly a realization that hey you know maybe they should be charging a 30% commission so that the rest of us can have our sanity um, but is that an aging business model that's, you know, being surpassed now by the other tech companies? Um, I would argue that that is, uh, you know, companies like Apple, like Samsung, uh, have gone ahead and adopted the alternative, which is to uh, generate revenue from commercials. The TV was, a, was an example that we, we talked about just earlier. Uh, there is no alternative now when you want to buy a smart TV. I can't. I, I'm uh, the last time I looked when I was looking about, you know, Samsung commercials. Uh, I heard that uh, you know all the TVs have adopted it. So now it's part of the parcel. You know, it's. Will there be a company that has a
0: business model like Apple? You think that there will be? Yeah, there are. But- there are. Just if I can interrupt, Apple. The inevitability
1: of it I'm talking about.
0: So Netflix is a very successful uh, streaming company. They're purely subscription-based. They don't advertise. We talked about Spotify last week. Spotify does an interesting thing where they offer both the advertisement-based model and the subscription-based model. So they draw people to their platform with the advertisements because it's obviously free and they give you the option of signing up and paying a monthly subscription so that you don't get advertisements. So uh, this idea that we it's inevitable that all products, all services are advertising based and as consumers we don't have an option to choose, I don't I don't see that I don't see that. And I agree. And I think what a way to divide a market by introducing a product that
2: no one else has. If everyone else is advertising on their TV, Sony comes along, decides to change their business model, and says, We're the only television on the market that doesn't do this. All of a sudden, you know, they're charging maybe $100 extra for their television, but everyone's buying Sony because they're pro privacy, you know, they're pro control uh, that you have over your television. And all of a sudden, they get a bigger market share and things start to equalize until the next. If they're all
1: on even playing grounds. But let me ask you this question, Alex. Facebook comes up with a new pair of glasses, amazing glasses. They've put some good technology into it, Um, maybe bought another company that had, and they're offering a, a function that improves your eyesight. It takes you to the next level. No other company has it. Would you buy those pair of glasses, but now you're signed up to the whole Facebook ad? Probably wouldn't, <laughs> given the implications
2: it has to my Okay, now way, you're but behind. No,
1: Everybody else can see further ahead. Everybody is more enhanced than you.
2: But I think the way the technology moves, it moves step by step. So by the time you take a step forward, someone else is, is catching up to you. There's always going to be competition in this technological market. There's always going to be someone else who's just behind about to offer what you're offering. And it's, it's a game of catch-up. So for me, there's a pair of glasses out there, just like you said. In the next six months, every other company is going to have something similar.
1: Can, can I uh, – I would say right now, if you're a business – and you're not part of the Google Maps system, it's difficult. And you don't see that being a situation with augmented reality or whatever enhancements and products that become available. You know, let's say the glasses are absolute necessity to your business Uh and maybe better technology will come along by another company eventually but for for a good 10 years they have the system they're like the apple of the 2000s you mm-hmm. know like you have to be there for that but now you you you're, you're locked into the advertisements
0: can, can i give you an example where so if i if we if i told you there was a technology right this technology would be absolutely necessary for you to adopt Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to compete, compete as an employee, compete in society. But there is a risk using this technology that you could die. and Jesus, it's that's ri- even more
1: dramatic than mine. Okay.
0: <laughs> what about the car? What about transportation? What about a What product? about all of the technologies that have advanced our lives? They've come with risks. And the idea that we shouldn't adopt them because we're worried about the risk, well, we need to... Be wary of the risks and address those in in a reasonable way. But just because there are risks, doesn't mean we shouldn't be willing to accept
1: them. Oh no, I hear you. Look, I mean, I'm not I'm not arguing that we shouldn't have augmented reality. I think you know there's there's good reason to have augmented reality. I'm worried about the way we adopt it, um, and like you said, you know, what does that become? And ha- who regulates it and what is associated with augmented reality? Because if we don't have some sort of legislation that keeps up with this technology, I mean, we already have that issue right now with, with with these social media apps that have our data and we're not quite sure whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, we're up there in court asking uh, Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> what are you doing with our data? Uh I think it's just uh, the next uh, step here with uh, social media, augmented reality. We're, we're even further behind the eight ball with can, well, can what that means
2: it? and how we regulate it. To add to that, I think going back to Sam's example of, of a car, a car is very, very similar and it's released. It's not without its risks, but it introduces an absolute necessity. You know, Who doesn't have a car these days? Yeah. Now, when it was released, it's very different to what it is now. Uh, governments came around. They realized the dangers of, of owning a, me- a motor vehicle. They introduced seed belts, they introduced airbags Licensing. and that sort of thing. Yeah. So the same sort of thing would most likely happen with this. I agree with you. I think it's going to be a lot slower because they are behind the eight ball and technology moves so fast. By the time legislative changes happen, it's you, you really are behind the eight ball there. But the same thing will happen. These governments will come around. Uh, Do you think the governments have come around yet to like, well, they successfully have, I mean, hold off... What you mentioned there with with uh, auditing Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook—they have at least they have made an attempt, and that's an important thing. I mean, it's a different. good first step. It's a good first step. It'd be different if they did nothing and we didn't know where our data was going. At least now there's a level you think of think the population
1: control. is now at
2: least observant of it. I think we're observant. We're more more aware. Um, but on a whole, we are safer, I think, than what we would have been if this wasn't brought to light. If yeah, this wasn't exposed.
1: I mean, on one hand, I'm not personally uh, at odds with my privacy as much as other people, but I recognize when someone stands up and goes, my privacy is just out the window. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I I sympathize with that. Am I personally worried about what someone might see me see on my glasses? No. However, what, what scares me more about it, right, is not so much the privacy 'Cause I don't think companies really care that much about you. It's the way that they can then control you. This is dangerous, man. Like that you can manipulate how people can feel about things when you have enough input into their brain.
0: So firstly, I just wanna briefly comment about Facebook. Facebook has uh, you know, it's it's received a lot of flack and I know it was quite sloppy in the handling of privacy and data, and it's that's been in the in the news over the years. uh, You know, one scandal after another. But this is can I just finish this point? This this is a website that people have voluntarily gone onto the social media website. They have provided the information that they wanted to be made public. You don't go on Facebook and put. information about yourself that you do not want others to have access to. It's its pretty clear what you're putting on Facebook, you're putting on a platform. Sure, you've got friends, you've got, you might want some level of restriction as to who can access that information, but you voluntarily put that information on the website. I would, secondly, I'd say that while Facebook has had a history of uh, being, I would say, sloppy with the use of data, I would ask you, who would you rather have all the information, all the personal information that you've got on Facebook, Instagram, and your social media accounts? Would you rather Facebook have that information or the government? Because Facebook is a private enterprise. I would
1: rather have neither of them.
0: No, exactly. But my point is that, you know, people brand Facebook as this evil enterprise. This evil corporation I, I never said that but I, but that's where we're headed and that's where
1: <laughs> I don't want to get sued man come on
2: <laughs> can I ask you a question too that yeah. but do keep you think, going do you really think it was sloppy or do you think it was devious because there's a difference between what what happened there between sloppy and devious
0: so the there's there's been more than one scandal the one that comes to mind is the Cambridge Analytica uh, debacle where People were accessing – now, I haven't revisited the facts of this case. My understanding is that Facebook, there was a lapse in the way they protected user data and Cambridge Analytica was able to access that data where Facebook were not was not aware. That's right. And they were able to sell that data to third parties or and other – And
1: that wasn't data to your earlier point of people putting stuff up on Facebook and choosing that it would be public. Right. So, I mean, you talk about privacy in terms of what we put up, right? Yep. But privacy, there's a second aspect to it. It's what they can extract from you. And what's that? What you, what you do on your phone. What websites you check.
0: Does Facebook know that?
1: I believe there's apps now. I can't be specific live on air here or yep. about which and what, but the Cambridge example that you're giving is—I yep. don't think information drawn from what you put in your post in your status update—it was information drawn from your usage, the way you were using your apps and the sites you, that you visited. Yeah, what, what you was, were involved in, um, and that's the sort of privacy that I think people are more concerned no, about. I, I mean, you have control over what you update on your status,
0: Facebook. It can work out your demographic. It can work out That's your right. interests. You're influenced by your likes and the things that you click on Facebook. There would be videos. There would be posts. And th- my understanding is that sort of information that they have on their servers. And it, was, it wasn't it was that they purposefully gave it to another organization. There was a breach. There was a breach in the way the app accessed the information and they weren't aware of it. they addressed as far as I'm aware. They've addressed the matter now. So this is the, it's the ultimate nightmare we're talking about here.
2: <laughs> it is, and I think yeah. I think to that point, uh, what what we're giving to Facebook and what Facebook can access is a certain level of of privacy. Now, yeah. if you've got a pair of glasses on your face that you wear everywhere you go and it, it sort of records everything that you do, that's a high level of privacy. So, what if the same thing happened? with this Facebook glass or Google glass as what happened with the Cambridge example there? What if there was a leak or there was a breach and all of a sudden they've got access
0: to all this information that cannot be contained? So if that happened, everyone would just buy the Apple equivalent because Apple, the sorts of companies that focus, that see a reputation is something you just suddenly lose, right? So Facebook lost a lot of trust from its users. Now, it's true that Facebook has a monopoly on as a social media platform, but if Facebook continued in this way and continued scandal after scandal, there would just be another website that we'd all go to because we trusted that that website would be run- yeah, it's called Instagram and they own that too. Yeah, but- they purchased Instagram years ago. This isn't the per- acquisition that they made just yesterday and this was a decision to monopolize. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is a whole other oh, Well, that that's awesome another support. argument for another day and we could talk about uh Facebook being a monopoly and And
1: I don't mean to just pick on Facebook here. We're using Facebook as an example because the current events are there's Everyone's got Facebook every glasses. tech company's I mean, got scandals. Let's not you know google is is right up there and and there's others too
2: everyone's got breaches so yeah
1: i think the thing that uh, you keep coming back to is this idea that if you don't like it don't wear it Whereas I'm trying to get across that at some point, it, you just don't have that option anymore. That the way the system works now is that there's a few major companies and they buy other companies out and they monopolize and there is no alternative after a while. And if there is an alternative, uh, the alternative is not much better. If both of them do practice in the same way uh and uh you know i said cahoots and you you thought otherwise but you know that system exists you know there's a reason why everyone's charging 30 percent commission across the board because it becomes a standard uh, industry standard right and so if that system is there that system is there and i don't uh, the question is will we be in a situation where you can purchase an alternative that's just as uh, useful and this is a no longer an entertainment sort of product this is something you need um, like i said an augmented reality that helps enhance your life helps you keep up to date with everybody else around you um, and not fall behind at work uh, and in every other aspect of your life and i think that's a good point
2: because with facebook you can always opt out you can always go on there deactivate your account it's an entertainment deactivate your instagram But I think what what you're saying is it's with this device, it's something that will help our life so much. So utility potentially. Yeah. Uh, that opting out won't be an option because if you opt out, then all of a sudden you're behind that. You don't or, have electricity. No. You know, like if you don't. You have don't have ele- the you know,
1: Yeah, I mean, if you know, with electricity, I think there's like one company or at the moment that provides it. If if if. Maybe four, <laughs> but if they're all charging the same sort of rates and and uh you know the same sort of lousy uh <laughs> service, you know that's just the way it is. You need to find the lesser of the evils, maybe, but there is a a sort of uh similarity amongst all of them, um so I'm not sure about the way that. You say that well, you can just use it it's a capital society and you know we will vote with our with um with our wallets. I think the future is not going to be uh, be available to us in that way.
0: So one thing I would say is that the reason why some of these so-called monopolies are so successful is, the very criticisms we make about these companies about their storage of your private information is what makes their product so appealing okay so the fact that google knows so much about you is why you use google it knows a lot about you and it's able to make great recommendations when you make a search when you're using google maps when you're using any product that's google based you'll notice it's very intuitive with what you want and what you're seeking. Facebook is the same, and it's why they're so successful. So we criticize these companies for having so much information about us, but in reality, it's why they're so appeal to us. Secondly, you talk about, well, you're really worried as a monopoly, these companies are getting too powerful. Well, there are a lot of, as consumers, as individuals in society, There's a lot of essentials in our lives and whether it be power, water, anything from airports, these are sorts of things that are essentials and they end up being monopolies and they attract government regulation and for better or for worse, and we can have a conversation about that, the government regulation will will come. It'll come if we all wear glasses that augment our world's. That'll that'll be there will be inherent government regulation and oversight, and that's that's part and parcel with this. But ah. do you
2: think, given what we've we've seen from again the the different Facebook issues that have have happened over the years, do you think the governments are always going to be playing catch up? Do you Absolutely. think? Absolutely. Yeah, going, the they're problem. going to be two steps behind at all times, and there's going to be loopholes that these bigger companies are using to get around government regulations.
1: they they're, they're gonna. Uh, you know, walk out there with the paper in their arms and be like, "We got the regulation." <laughs> <laughs> and then Elon Musk is going to walk out of his cryo chamber with uh, a new augmented chip. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new world, and 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 we're, it's just going to be catch up every time. I, I, you know, you talk about regulation will come. We've had Facebook and and social apps for a while now. It's not regulated. It's not regulated. Some of the fringe, really bad stuff that might happen is regulated. Um, you know, criminal acts, clear criminal acts are, are quickly regulated. But, you know, this gray area stuff, it's just all up for interpretation. And you're right, you know, like you can, a lot of the information that they do uh, retain to some extent makes their product useful. And there is that gray area. Um it's hard to uh argue every aspect of uh of, of all the issues. Commercials uh being part of the business model that uh that drives products into the future is one aspect of this which I think uh we could uh you know argue is 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 not for the better. Um I uh, yeah I don't think that um, we're going to be able to stop them from retaining all the data on us. Uh, so yeah, I mean I agree with you on that point. Um, it does help. It, I, I you know I've got these special uh, you know smart lights uh, that I, I turn on and turn off, and then a month or two later, it, it now tells me, "Do you want the light off?" Usually, you, you turn the light off by now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like leave me alone. I'm really- staying up tonight. <laughs> Um, let me let me envision a future for you right you're driving down (laughs) you're driving down the street and um, you're a bad guy you're a bad guy and you've managed to add some people onto your little social app and when they walk past you can identify them they glow you know, because they're your friend, right? They glow. And now you know where they are. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you do with that information? I don't know. I'm not a bad guy. I don't know. But some bad things can happen, right? Why are yeah, you? The, of, you've
0: you've <laughs> basically seen a few people on the street. <laughs> <laughs> and you've identified them. And you, I mean, we, we're That's, in Australia, but in... Look, I'm I, trying believe, concoct, uh, I believe... I believe... Guy scenario. Every man and woman in the USA has like a gun. So I think there are other concerns. And now they know where you live. Yeah. There a couple of glasses that gl- where where people glow. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. My, my so. idea of a dystopian. <laughs> that doesn't scare you. Of a dystopian uh, way this could go is you, if you're wearing a pair of glasses that's recording things that you do, you walk into a bank. And these glasses are recording your pin number. They're recording everything around you. They know what bank you're in, what branch you're in, all of that. Now that if that information is stored, and that information has a leak or it has a, an issue in terms of where that information's going, worst case scenario for me is your data's being stolen, your money's being stolen, your identity's pretty much being stolen. That's my dystopian idea where this can go wrong.
1: And on top of that, I got a new one. Mm. You got to. St- You got a situation? (laughs) No. You're driving down the street. It just occurred to me, like, can you imagine what happens to social interaction if everyone's recorded at all times? Like, I come up to you and I start talking to you. Yeah. And, you know, the filter that I've got to put on, uh, knowing that at every moment that I'm talking to you, looking at you, you can replay this, record this, and use it against me. Uh, It'll stop a lot of crime. It'll stop a lot of crime, but no one there is no longer any freedom in, in the way we interact, and uh, in, in, in who we are. Like I, I that is a horrible future for my non existent children.
0: It it, it
1: <laughs> for my virtual reality children. So you guys,
0: uh, do you remember that Sandra Bullock movie The Net?
1: No, I don't yeah. I don't know Sandra so, Bullock. So
0: so that was an old movie where they talked about the dangers of the internet. How all your information is stored on what the internet. What was the movie called? The net. The net. Oh, so this was a well. Uh, this was a very uh, oh, movie? Was well received. I mediocre. I mean, it was a B grade movie. But the point <laughs> is that all of you, all of the concerns that you've just highlighted, they exist today. They existed yesterday, and they'll exist tomorrow. There's always going to be the risk of data theft. There's always going to be the risk. Isn't that what the movie was warning you about? <laughs> yeah, but the, it exists today. Your credit card information is on the internet. Someone can hack into it Man, and uh, and use your credit card. It doesn't mean that you're not going to adopt the internet because of that, guys. I mean, that you're, you're focused on the... The, poten- the social implications. The- <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I'm saying that... Is there gonna be hacking? Yeah, there's gonna be hacking. Does that mean that we're not gonna use the <laughs> that's
1: even gonna be worse. Does it, does,
0: <laughs> no, but and then the other thing about the feed, the visual feed that's being stored on this private server. I mean, how much how much cloud information, how much how, how much do we be, really need to care? Is how, how much, no, how much how big are these databases? Are they storing our visual Pretty big. Li- they're pretty damn big databases for for the whole entire chronicled on some Yep. I'm waiting for a but. <laughs> <laughs> you You've made it sound terrible. <laughs> all you have to What's do your argument here? My argument is, my argument is you, all you do is you disable the feed. You disable the camera. You make it fail-safe approach to, the, to any of these products where if you don't want to record, you don't. And if you don't want it, the camera function enabled... I can understand why you might want to disable it. I
1: think the inevitability of it is that, look, okay, maybe the next iteration of like Facebook glasses won't have a camera because we're not going to accept that sort of behavior. But the one after that or the one after that, it's on a long enough timeline, we're all going to be recording everybody.
2: As we're being conditioned through generation after generation of these products. Stripping us
1: away slowly. And not
2: only that, with the camera, then you're trusting the company that's providing you the
0: product to turn that camera off or on What if they record anyway? No, I think... So, and the all is. of your concerns are in relation to a camera device, okay? You
1: you strip the camera device. No, I believe from. that was your your point. No, but uh, I'm I was talking about the bad guy scenario. Everything
0: that we're talking. Well, yeah, you were talking about the the glowing of the, <laughs> the guy, the, man. on the lens. <laughs> Look, part of this. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Like an infrared camera? What is this? I don't. Know. I'm, imagining like, you know, <laughs> I'm imagining like you know X-ray vision I'm imagining like uh,
1: uh, a Terminator Predator.
0: Sort sort of like glasses uh, that I will buy. <laughs> You're basically describing Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I need your clothes your boots and your motorcycle. <laughs> Look, uh,
1: you easily dismiss it, but you know, that's where I guess we uh part ways in our opinions of the situation. I think uh I I think the world is bleak. It's going to be it's going to be really a flat interaction between people. We're all going to be scared to leave our houses and um Good night.
0: <laughs> I, I would just say that that world exists today, and I'm a <laughs> and I don't what, leave the house. <laughs> and I'm a glass half full kind of person. And there'll be, of course, there'll be risks. There'll be risks to our privacy, uh, risks of hacking, risks that people will glow in front of us. <laughs> but we accept those risks just the way we accept the risks of driving a car. Just the same way that we risk, we accept the. Uh, the issues of the internet uh, and our computers. Yeah, we accept it because yep. it, you know there's a
1: monopoly, and and for all the reasons I gave, we, we we just go ahead and accept it. Are we better for it? No, I think we're a polarized uh, world right now. I think a lot of things um, are an echo chamber, and I don't, and I'm not quite sure if we're okay uh, without being all depressive about it. And I wonder what it will be like as we further, uh, you know, go down that rabbit hole. It's. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's my. I think
2: whether it's going to be a utopian future uh, in relation to this or a dystopian future, uh, things will move quite fast. I think I agree you know, we're that. just about to enter that gallop and I think developments are going to be coming very, very quickly. So watch this space and time will tell which way we'll go, which way we'll swing.
1: That concludes the show for this week. Thanks for listening to the Black Mirror podcast.